Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show. Let your free flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chains. Here are your hosts, Kathy Kay and Tommy. Hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow the show on Twitter, follow me at Cartoon Therapy or at Strict Anonymous. I uh, run both of those Twitters. At Cartoon Therapy was the old name of my book. Cartoon Therapy, My Life with Guys was the old name of my book. And then I switched it to... Uh, the Misadventures of a Total Trainwreck. That, my book, you can buy, um, and you could get it on Amazon. It's a Kindle ebook. It's only like two ninety nine. I'm in the process of making it a hard copy, copy book. I think it's better that way because it's a graphic novel. Um, I drew it. I wrote it. I lived it. <laughs> anyway, so if you can or you're interested, you can buy my book on uh, Kindle. Uh, and if you like it, you could write a review. Uh, if you like the podcast, you could write a review on there too. That's on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you're listening to my um, my podcast. You could write a review. That would be really great. I would love that. Um, today I have a guy named Walker calling in to the show. And uh, he's another guy I found on Adult Friend Finders. And he's about 60 years old and he's married and he plays around on Adult Friend Finders and other sites, I think. He travels a lot for business. So cheating and, you know, sort of living a double life is very easy for him. Uh, He's not calling looking for advice or anything. He's just calling to uh, sort of reveal his secret life. And that's what we talk about. Um, It's always interesting to me, these guys, you know, I mentioned it on a very early episode, which probably a lot of you haven't listened to. I think it was the one with Bondage Guy. It was like probably like my second episode I ever taped. And bondage guy was like sort of the same as this Walker guy, which I'm assuming, and I think Walker confirmed he's like this type of guy, but the very wealthy type of guy who's always on the road, who's living like a completely double life. And the double life is always like involving, you know, extramarital affairs, a lot of SEX and kind of stuff going on. Bondage guy's secret life was he was very into bondage and he had admitted on that call that he was driving around with his whips and chains in his back of his trunk. <laughs> And I was like, why don't you, you know, hide them? Like, the back of your trunk is, like, fucked up, right? Because, like, we all know he's going to get in a car accident one day. And then the cops are going to be like, what the hell are these? And he's going to get busted. And he's going to be dead. So he won't be able to explain himself. And then his poor wife's going to have to be like, oh, my God. So I came up with this thing on that episode where I thought I should start a business, which would be, like, a cleanup service for these type of men. The minute they get offed or they die, you know, because they don't know that they're going to die and have, like, warning about it like you know they could just die out of nowhere from a heart attack or on a plane in a plane crash or whatever (laughs) Uh, right like shit happens and uh who's gonna take care of all this stuff like who's gonna get rid of walker's you know adult friend finder profile and all this stuff like could his wife find that shit if he passed on um tragically in a fast way without you know warning (laughs) So I thought of creating that service. I think it's a good service. I should still look into it. Um, I don't know if something like that exists. I'm assuming that these very well-to-do guys have somebody in charge of taking care of that mess or, you know, sort of paying off people or doing whatever they have to do. You know, maybe they do it in their will. I don't know. Do, Do these guys have somebody in their life that does that for them? I know I, uh, have a friend who's 
you know, in in that status and has a very secret life, which I don't even know about, but he won't admit it to me, but I'm sure he does. And uh, I'm going to offer it up to him and see if he thinks that people in his financial bracket, is that the right term, uh, would need something like that? Because I think it's a good idea. It's like a cleanup service uh, for wealthy men to clean up their trash. Because the sad thing is, is that so many people are very judgmental when it comes to sex. People really give a shit about what other people do sexually and they get really super pissed off or judgmental you know about what other people do sexually which really is like so ridiculous because like unless they're like fucking your husband or your son or your wife or you know they're doing something sexually that directly affects you why do you get why do you care why do people care I think people that listen to my podcast don't care they're curious they're interested so you're pretty open-minded about sex but we all know those people and you know especially here in America who are really judgmental about it. Like, who cares what people are doing? I feel like, um, I don't, I don't know. Like, I prefer, I mean, I don't care what you do sexually. I just, I don't like if, like, you lie and you steal and you're not a nice person. Like, that to me is offensive. And that I judge in other people. And that I don't like. But sex, what you do sexually, I don't really care. I don't care if you fuck goats. I've talked about that before. I'd rather be friends with a goat fucker than a chronic liar, terrible person. Um, you know, because, like, who cares if you fuck goats? <laughs> anyway so um so that's what i have on the call today not a goat fucker but a guy that might need my service one day which is a cleanup service because he's a wealthy dude who's on the road and who lives a double life uh that has a lot to do with sex uh so i'll be right back on with walker do you have a story lifestyle or situation you can't talk about to anyone to anyone or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous. Hey, Walker, you're on the uh, call with Kathy from Strictly Anonymous Podcast. How are you? Terrific, Kathy. And you today? I'm good. So um, I typically get my guests from Craigslist uh, or Adult Friend Finders. I got a lot of people off of like being like I went on to Adult Friend Finders for like a week and I got a lot of guys that were interested in calling in and revealing or talking about their secret lives that they live on Adult Friend Finders. When I get the guys from Craigslist, they send me it's more like they respond to an ad like they're you do have a problem and do you need advice? And so I get long winded emails from them about some sort of issue that they have most of the time. It's about sex right. and we discuss it with the, my adult friend finder guys it's like they just say hey i'm interested in being on the show and i'll talk about anything like you said and i have them on and so i never know what their deal is the only thing i know about you is um that you're on adult friend finders you're 60 i checked out your profile you didn't really tell me what we were going to talk about it, except that nothing was off limits which is great for my show mm-hmm. um you're mm-hmm. six years old you're married you yes. um from what i saw on your profile you're looking for women to play, you travel right. a lot for business, uh, right. and that's what you do. Now, the thing that was weird to me, because I had been talking to you for a while before I got you on the call, was that you when I really look through your um, profile, it said that you do not put pictures of your face or anything like that on your profile, you know, because you like to stay anonymous, which I would assume is smart because you are married. But then recently, I saw a picture of you where you're like, in a mirror, in a really nice hotel room, and you took a picture of yourself totally naked, and your face is in it. So I was like a little confused that you were like outing yourself, and I thought like, oh, that's a little bold, considering you are married. Um, 
So is that a whole thing about staying anonymous? I mean, you're still married? Yes. And, you- and, um, mm-hmm. and you're right. I, I, I decided to just kind of take a bold step. While the face is sort of, you can see it, there's the phones in front of me. I don't think you could... I don't think you could pick me out of a crowd if uh, if you if I passed you on the street. Or, Definitely not. But your wife whatever. could. But, Do you think like that's right? Possible. Yeah, she could. But I, I uh, well, I yeah, in a number of ways she probably could. But I mm-hmm. don't think the odds of her ever getting on this uh, site would ever happen. But if it did, it did. Right, right, right. Or other people. I'm just saying. I mean, you must know a lot of people. I'm assuming. I mean, you're in that. Um, and I don't know Did why. Did you like I, the photo, by the way? It's fine. Listen, I, you know, you had like that photo, right? And then you had like 10 dick pics, right? And I've always, right. <laughs> I've always wanted, I've had a couple guys in my life that were like obsessed with sending me dick pics. And I've always wanted, and I think a lot of men are into that. It's like that Anthony Weiner thing. Like, it's like he would, like, I had one guy that I dated for a while and uh, it would just be constant. Like, and he was, uh, you know, a CEO of a Fortune 500 company. He was always on a plane. He was always elsewhere. It almost seemed like he was actually more into, like, the long distance or far away kind of sex. Like, there's tons of dick pics when he was away. And then he'd get here and I'd maybe see him, like, you know, once. <laughs> but he had this right. thing and I've always wanted to talk. He would never come on my podcast, but I've always wanted to talk about or talk to a guy that's into the dipics or what is it about sort of showing yourself in that way that is such a turn on. But I don't know if that's your thing. That's just what I saw on your profile it was like eight dick pics. And then all of a sudden there was a pic of your face. And I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting because you are married. And I figured it's a secret life you're living on Adult Friend Finder that like, I don't right. know, wouldn't you be? But I mean, well, you know, I'm I'm not only, uh, I, you know, I, I'm, I would also classify myself as a voyeur, and also I am an exhibitionist, mm-hmm. uh, and this is a great way to do that. Right. How long have you been married for? Uh, over 30 years. Over 30 years? And for some reason, I guess, because the, the picture of the hotel that you were staying on looked very five-star, and you said in your um, profile that you travel a lot, I just assumed that you were like... You know, a guy that's, uh, I don't know if you're whether you're in finance or whatever you do, you're a high-level executive, uh, you travel mm-hmm. a lot, and you have a lot of cash, and so you probably could get a lot of women. <laughs> yeah, your assumptions are right, and I, and I also think that's partly what leads to, I mean, I'm a very sexual, insatiable type of guy. I always have been. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think that when you're in a job where you're, very stressful. It's very high pressure. Uh, you're always in command, and you're always making a bunch of decisions. Uh, this kind of uh, hobby mm-hmm. uh, lends itself to uh, the kind of guys that you described and the kind of oh. man that I am. Oh, that's kind of interesting. It's sort of like a release because you're under so much stress and you're doing so totally. much, right? It's like no different than if you just went and checked out, like drank a lot totally. after work, right? It, 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 yeah, totally. It's a hobby. I uh-huh. mean, that's exactly what it is. And it's one it's one that provides a very uh, uh, stimulating uh, release and also a very stimulating uh, lifestyle in that, you know, there's lots of times... Uh, uh, during the day, if I'm under a lot of pressure and I got a lot of stuff going on, if I know that I'm going to have perhaps an encounter in the evening, either on cam or in person, uh, it makes the day even go better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and I, I would sometimes, because, 
you know, my guy was on the road all the time. He was, he did, he was, you know, he traveled for business internationally constantly and he was more out of town than he was in town. And, uh, you know, sometimes it would be, I would be like, how the hell, like, this is a guy that's like more successful than anyone I know. You know, he has more responsibility. Like you said, he's making more decisions than anyone I know yet. He could sext me for like two hours. You know, It's like his heart mm-hmm. on and his sort of fantasy of like having this sort of virtual experience with me could last for hours. And it's just like, seems like a big waste of time, but I guess, and I never thought of it that, you know, it's what you say. It's that, you know, cause he is, when you're that high level, you have so much pressure, you know, he would say, Kathy, I'm making, you know, decisions on billions of dollars and so many people's lives rely on me so you know if you're in that position that you do need a release like how do men like you sort of survive because it does seem that a lot of guys like you are doing a lot of this stuff and one I think it's because you know guys are just wired that way and they like sex and they like variety and you know if you have that access to it and you're a wealthy man and women are attracted to that and you could have it why wouldn't you want it you know well exactly it's uh, and even at 60, you know, a lot of I have friends in this town that I would say after my my hairdresser just told me this and he was always a really hot guy. He's a straight guy and he doesn't have a lot of cash. And he was saying how he started to feel invisible all of a sudden, like once he turned 60, you know, but that doesn't happen to a guy like you, because when you have power and you have money, that's attractive to women. So it's like age mm-hmm. is different for men. You know, I mean, it's not if you don't have the cash, but the cash definitely changes the game for you. Like you're lucky as a guy. I think right. Well, you say. you you mentioned that you've seen my profile and you saw yeah. my photos and mm-hmm. you saw the new one. Uh, do I look healthy to you? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, listen, but yeah. I'm sure there are a lot of guys that still look good for 60, but they can't get laid all the time because women aren't interested in them because they're a little older. It's like a woman and, you know, women have the same sort of problem if, sure. if not worse because whether even if you have a lot of cash at 60 as a woman nobody really wants to fuck you i mean it's not gonna happen it's a different thing for men and women but i don't want to get into that i want to get more into the stuff that you do on adult friend okay. Finder. so you go on sure. there and you look for women that you could sort of hook up while you're traveling and men or women yeah. or is, are you bi or are you just straight i forgot what it said on your web on your profile i'm bi curious you're bi curious so you that means mm-hmm. you're 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 open to having experience with a guy you still haven't. So there's a couple of things. Uh-huh. Uh, I have, I have uh, had full bore experience with, uh, with, uh, a transsexual. Mm-hmm. So even though they're gorgeous women, mm-hmm. uh, they still have a very functioning penis, mm-hmm. which, which I find to be a very turn on and I have no problems and, 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 uh, giving oral and receiving oral from that individual and touching it and playing with it and, I have experimented with uh, anal, both with the top tranny. and bottom. Okay. With a tranny. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how that would be for the man real time, you know, in the same room together. Uh-huh. But I will but I will tell you that on on Adult Friend Finder, uh-huh. uh, I, I enjoy being on cam, uh-huh. uh, doing a cum show for men, and men enjoy watching me. And I enjoy watching them. So, and you enjoy knowing that they're watching you. I would assume, right? Like you said, absolutely, right. You're a voyeur and an exhibitionist. Exactly. Right. So it goes both ways. Yeah, adult friend Friday. Like I never had been on there before, 
but when I went on for my show and I don't beat and switch anybody, I have on there exactly what I'm doing, you know, but I have, yeah. I, I have to go on there and look around and I'm just like, Oh my God, there's a lot of stuff in here. Sometimes I tell my Craigslist callers cause you know, there's a lot of guys on Craigslist looking for chicks and it's like, there's not a lot of chicks in there and there's a lot of like, you know, dudes pretending they're chicks and a lot of s- spam that I'm like, why don't you go on adult friend finders? Like, I don't know if it's, and you know, are the women real on there? Because it seems like there's a lot more, you know, real I stuff think going you on. find uh, no. you find you find a few uh, that are. I think there's a lot of people on Adult Friend Finder that like to play that would never do anything in person. Right. So it's all like virtual cyber sex stuff that people. It's do. a lot of cyber sex. It's a lot of fantasy. Like there's a lot of guys that if I go on cam, mm-hmm. and uh, and because I uh, am still uh, healthy and uh, I don't have to take thank God any medications in order to get. No Viagra uh, for you? Nope. Okay. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm I'm a good seven and a half inches in thick and uh-huh. uncut. And uh-huh. that seems to be very attractive to a lot of men for some reason to see uncut penises. Uh-huh. <laughs> really? Um, yeah. I guess yeah, maybe because they, they don't see it that often. I think that's true. And I get that same comment from some women, mostly uh, younger women. Uh-huh. Uh, we'll say that. Uh-huh. Um, and they will watch me, and I enjoy performing for them, and they enjoy seeing it, and they will say a lot of things uh, if they get you into the IM session of sending things back and forth, and you know that it's never going to happen, but they enjoy it. Sometimes I will get a guy that will want to call me. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I get women that will want to call me. Women are a little more cautious about calling you or you calling them. Right. Um, but they'll do that, and that's about as far as they'll go. Uh you know, I've tested the waters a couple of times with a few guys giving them an email address and saying, you know, well, let's hook up. We'll meet somewhere. I won't meet in a car. I won't meet for a 15-minute session. If we meet, I want to meet in a hotel, and I want to meet before that, and blah, blah, blah. And uh, then yeah, that scares them away right away. So, you know, they're just out there just, you know, for the moment, uh, which that's fine with me. I'm, right. I'm not looking for that either. Um, but I do, um, like I said, I, I don't think... I don't think that I would probably ever go, well, I might. It depends on the situation and who the man might be, uh, one-on-one or in person. But I do enjoy having them watch me, and I do enjoy watching uh, them. How yeah. Have you only been with one tranny or more than one? Uh, I've been with a couple. Okay, and how did you find them? Was that strictly, was that on Adult Friend Finders, or what else do you do? Like, how else do you meet people? Yeah, I I found uh, I found uh, one on Adult Friend Finder, uh-huh. and then uh, and then I actually uh, uh, found one through an escort service. Right, and that was like an escort service that matched you up, like it's a, a tranny kind of a situation. You were on the road. Well, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, the website Eros E R O S. Yep. But uh, you can find some very very attractive women on there that are women and also uh, transsexual. Right. And so you decided one day, like, I mean, is it the type of thing where, like, if you could, you have access to so many women, and I'm assuming you get attractive women, right, um, mm-hmm. that after a while, it's, like, kind of been there, done that, you need something a little bit new, because it's just, like, you've had so much women that maybe, like, a woman that's, like, really attractive but has a dick, you know, takes it to another level that's exciting, because it's, like, you know, you've done everything there is with women for so long. Yes. I think that's very true. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, to me, sex is sex, whether it's uh, male, female or a male uh, uh, transsexual Mm -hmm. uh, or you're camming 
or you're at a swing club or whatever it might be. Right. Do you go to swing clubs too? I've gone to a couple, yes. Mm-hmm. And and do you like do you get a lot of action from or how, this is what I want to know because I you know I was talking about my cleanup service before that I've tried to be like to warn people you know like where do you do your business with all of these people like do you have a separate phone I know my friend had like three phones um, do you have a separate phone or how do you do it so that you know you're not going to get caught or busted Yeah, I, well, most of it's done uh, through yeah. Um, doing it through this or I have another phone that I use that I will uh, have people either call me on or I will text them on and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And you've been married to your wife for 30 years, no kids. Do you feel like if your wife found out, do you think she'd be surprised or do you think she sort of has a clue, but she doesn't care? Like, you know, you've been married for what, 30 years? Yeah, I, I, I think it's probably a combination of, I don't, I don't think she would really, uh, I don't think she would really care a lot, um, and that doesn't mean that you know we don't have a very strong relationship. But I also don't think that she'd be totally surprised because she knows how I am, uh-huh. and if um, um, she knows that it's, I'm going to find it. Right, exactly. And I mean, after thirty years, like, what's your sex life with your wife? Uh, you know, when you're married to somebody for a long period of time, mm-hmm. let's face it, eventually that the excitement factor there, unless you participate in something like this together, which she would never do, right? Um, uh, starts to you know it starts to wane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how could the it excitement, not? Yeah, the excitement starts to wane, and I think that's partly what leads people into even being curious and experimental and and uh, inquisitive uh, in in finding sites like. Adult friend finder and that sort of thing. Right. Because, listen, you don't want to leave. You're never going to leave your wife for anyone. This is not like you're happy with that situation and you have that there. This is just like sex. You're still interested in sex. You you said you have a strong libido. You don't even need. I mean, at 60, you don't need. How many times could you have an orgasm in one day? I mean, a lot of guys I know, once they hit 40, there's such a difference. You know, 40 or 50 or they're getting close to 50. A lot of my guy friends, I mean, they could maybe fuck once and come and then, you know, that's it. There's no more like, you know, five times or whatever. Yet I meet every now and then a guy who's older, God bless you, a guy who's older who could totally do it and they swear they're not on Viagra. And I'm like, bullshit, because how could you do it more than once? I mean, you say you have an insatiable desire. So, you know, can, I'm assuming you're at six years old can still like do it more than once a day. Oh, absolutely. I, uh, I'm not like I once was, of course. Uh-huh. Uh, but if, uh, you know, if I... Uh, if I had sex uh, in the morning and, uh, you know, I came and I usually come a lot, uh, I could, I could certainly do it again midday and I could certainly do it again in the evening. Mm -hmm. And, and you meet, and you meet women through business as well, right? Like, I mean, yes. So business, lots of times if you're on the road and you're at the hotel, uh, and you know, you don't feel like really having, uh, I don't like to sit at a dining room table if I don't have somebody. If I don't have a dinner companion, I will eat at the bar, mm-hmm. uh, which I enjoy very much, or you have a drink at the bar alone. It doesn't take long before you will normally uh, find uh, somebody that is in the same situation you are. She's on the road. Uh, it's the end of the day. 
she wants to have a drink. One drink leads to two. You start talking. Invariably, it always ends up talking about something male, female. Uh-huh. And you just kind of take it from there. Right. And most of these women will just go back to your hotel room and bang you? Yeah. Interesting. I don't see. You know what the, my problem is? I don't drink. I haven't drank in like uh, a really long time, so that would never happen. I would can never have that experience. I don't think because it would take me a little longer, you know. So I always, but I think alcohol really helps the situation. Like you give a woman a couple of drinks and she'll fuck you the first night. Whereas I think that if if she doesn't, it would be a little bit harder. But that's just the alcohol thing. Well, and it's also how you treat women. If you talk to women and you're not, if you if you come on like a predator. You're you're not going to get anywhere if you come on as a gentleman and you have an interesting conversation and you make uh, ladies laugh and you have a good conversation and you're having fun. Uh-huh. Uh, it's pretty easy to take that and transfer that to either her room or your room. Right. And if you're not listen, you know, people, whether you're a man or a woman, we're animals, too. Right. And we're always picking up on people's vibes you know and we pick up on things that we don't even know we pick up and i think attraction is about that right so if a guy like you you're not desperate right you get laid all the time you could get women you're a powerful dude right you travel all the time so it's not like you you don't you know if a guy is like that and he like you say if he comes on like pretty lecherously like a woman's going to be turned off they could smell desperation they could smell a guy that's just like just trying to get down their pants and is very needy of that and it's not attractive but if you're confident you know, you're not desperate. Uh, I think women know that. And vice versa. You know, I mean, a, a man will pick right. that up, too. I don't know that a man will uh, give a shit. But. Well, I will, I will also tell you, if you, and, you know, I don't think that I, I, I don't look 30, but I don't think I look 60. It's hard to tell uh, in that picture, a little bit. I mean, as far and, as the face, right. Right. And, you know, I dress well. And mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm, I'm. You know, I'm fine. I will tell you that I have more success in meeting uh, women who are in their late 20s, mid 30s mm-hmm. than you do women that are in their mid 40s or 50s. And why do you think that is? Um, I think there's a lot of baggage to a lot of women that are in their 40s and 50s and uh-huh. the ladies that are in their uh late 20s and 30s think more like guys uh-huh it's a different generation and, to, it's generational and, i think yeah uh-huh. and they dress different i mean if i'm sitting at a bar and a really attractive young woman comes in and she's dressed in business clothes uh, be it a nice pants outfit or she's wearing a uh, you know a nice top and a nice short skirt with nice heels uh-huh. and and you said and you start chit-chatting and talking with her her body language and the way she will start to expose herself to you will tell you whether you're going to be able to continue this or not. Right, exactly. You know. You've and been I've around had, the block. I've had, <laughs> and I've had, I've had women in that age group actually uh, uh, make the first move. So Right. But let me ask you this. Do you start relationships with them or are they typically like one-offs? Like are you exchanging emails and texting them a lot and keeping in contact with them afterwards? Or is it just purely a sexual thing? No, it depends. Sometimes it's just purely a one-off, one-time affair. And other times you try to stay in in touch with each other and try to coordinate schedules and find out what's going on in their life and your life. And I don't text pictures back and forth and nor do they me. Right. Uh, if they did, I I would end it quickly because that's I don't, I'm not looking for that. Um, 
And and I tell you, it's also interesting. There's an awful lot of women that are in that age range again, twenty eight to say thirty five or so. Uh huh. That that really have a thing for older men, which I don't know whether that ties back to some older men in their life or not. But some of them are very curious to see. You know how? Yeah, I don't you think man. it might be like a fetish thing too? You know, or just like something different yeah. because, like, you know, a girl that age, if she's attractive, she could get any hot young guy. Right? Well, they but also like, they also I think they also know that if they come on to me or that happens to me, uh-huh. they know that I'm not going to be the moonstruck twenty uh, year old or twenty five year old their own age. That one could be a loser to begin with, or right. somebody that's just going to be chasing them constantly. Right. I don't know that women mind that so much. I, the feeds are good. I think it might also be, you know, listen, if you're a powerful guy and you have a lot of money, it's just, it's nature. It's like that's what women are sort of bred to be attracted to. So that plays into it. I, I don't okay. believe on a certain level. I think so. I think so. Sure. And I think the, the, you know, the, older age thing could be like a fetish. It's something different. It's something new. It's like why you're interested in trannies. It's just like those women could get like a young Hawkeye, but it's like somebody that's like something new. If she's never been with an older man, that's hot. It's like younger men that want to fuck a 45 year old. You know what I mean? It's the same sort of a situation, you know, and that's hot to them because it's something new. They haven't experienced it. So how old are you, Kathy? I'm 46. Okay. Yeah. So what are you attracted to? <laughs> I never really talk about me on the podcast. We fo- I focus on you. What I was going to ask you really quick was that what is your type? Are you the type of guy that's like attracted to everything and, you know, all kinds of women? Or do you have something specific that you go looking for? And what do you consider I- yourself on a scale of one to ten? I always ask my callers. I mean, I can't really see you on that picture, so I don't I don't know. And I wouldn't give you my opinion. But what's your opinion of yourself? Oh, I think uh, I, I, I don't. I, I don't think that I'm a ten. I think in personality, in some ways, I'm a ten. But I think in in looks, I've been told that I'm attractive and handsome. Uh-huh. Um, I would uh, uh, I would probably get myself somewhere eight and a half right. to nine. Uh-huh. Well, that's very attractive. Eight and a half and nine is good. Mm-hmm. Most people on my call, I mean, I only had one guy that said he was 12, but he was like certifiably nuts. Most people say six, nah. or se- six or seven, eight and a half or nine is definitely, you know, confidence in yourself. What about your wife? What do you give her on a scale of one to ten? Uh, I would I would give her uh, the, the same thing, eight and a half to nine. Right. Sure. And as far as what you're attracted to or you look for in women, is it are you attracted to all different kinds of things? That's what I would well, assume since you're so curious I, and open. Uh, well, first of all, I am definitely a leg guy, uh-huh. so I love I love legs. Uh-huh. Um, but I didn't go for the the total package. Uh, you know, I like somebody that is uh, professional looking. Somebody, I mean, uh, jeans and and t shirts are great, also. But I'm talking about somebody that knows how to dress. Somebody that dresses for themselves as well as for others. Uh, I don't like real sloppy. I like. Uh, uh, they don't have to be skinny, but I, I don't like overly overweight folks. Just it just doesn't turn me on. Right. Uh, short hair, long hair is fine. I'm more attracted to blondes uh-huh. than probably uh, than I am normally. Um, and um, you know, uh, I like a woman who is comfortable about being sexual and comfortable with herself, and that comes through. And there's a huge turn on. When there's a woman enjoys being a woman, mm-hmm. she may she may be extremely competitive and may be very, very tough in her own way, but she still deep down enjoys being a woman, and that is an extremely exciting turn on. 
Right. And that's a matter of like, listen, a lot of guys, I think, you know, a lot of those women out there that are like that, you know, it's about a guy bringing that out in them, you know. So if you treat that woman that maybe a lot of other people would be intimidated by or they, you know, men would sort of be intimidated and not see them as a woman, then they can't bring that out. But that's a matter of how you treat them, right? If you're very respectful and you treat that woman like a woman. uh, Yep. And I'm not into needy, clingy types. Right. Well, that would be not good for you because you're not looking to have. I mean, the cool thing about you that I think is good, because I've talked a lot about monogamy on the show, and I think it's kind of like unrealistic. And it's sad for women that we're sort of, you know, taught that it is, you know, and it's what we are supposed to expect. And it's just an, a very unrealistic thing. Um but I think and I but I think that there's different levels of cheating. And what I've always said is like if I was with a guy for 20 years and he went out and fucked hookers or did, had one offs like it doesn't it wouldn't really bother me because I know how men are like sex is just sex. And it's that's what it is. And it doesn't mean anything. But a lot of men that I know that cheat, um, they cheat in a different way, whereas it's not just about sex. It's about feeding their ego and getting women to like them, you know, and, and, and they use sex as that way. And so that, you know, when that's involved and it's that sort of neurotic drive in, in a man, it's like they're doing a lot of texting and a lot of, you know, because they still need to get the women to like them. And that to me is a lot worse because A, that could lead to, you know, that's like full-blown affairs. Um, and a lot of guys right. get it confused and they think, oh, that's just a guy thing. That's how guys are. But I don't really think so. If it's just about sex and you need variety, then you do it the way you do it. You know, you're not looking for, you know, you cut these women off. You don't want any of that stuff. You have that woman at home. You have that sort of relationship and you get all of those needs met, I'm assuming, from your wife. And really what you're doing with these other women and men is <laughs> just satisfying your sexual fantasies or whatever. Right. Really, right. Right. It, it it really is. What, and I'm not trying to uh, cheapen it or minimize it or anything, but I mean, it really is a hobby. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and it's a and 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 it's a and it's a fulfilling hobby. You know, it it um, you know if, if I'm on cam and doing uh, you know, and I see five, six, seven, eight people starting to sh- watch me, that's an exciting, extremely exciting erotic turn on and i don't always have to come in order to make that a great experience really yeah it's fun just showing up and then do you use those thoughts later when you jerk off or something i mean so you know what's the pleasure in that it's just the experience while you're in it to be sort of horny it's the it's 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 the pleasure of knowing that i could be on cam for as high as 20 to 30 minutes playing with myself and and masturbating uh-huh. uh, and, and putting on a basic little show uh-huh. and knowing that those people are engaged with me for that length of time. Right. And, and, uh, and sometimes they'll send an IM. Sometimes they won't. Sometimes I'll send them an IM and ask them if they're excited. And, uh, and, uh, you know, the other day I had a guy that I came, uh, across no pun intended. Uh-huh. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and he was starting to get a little, aroused and I, and he, he came, he saw me and he started watching me and, and I could see he was getting a little more aroused and I saw pre-cum and I said, so am I making you wet? And he said, yes. And he then got a little more aroused and I sent him a note and said, so am, am I causing this that's going on? I'm seeing right now. And he said, yes, very much. And, um, then he wanted to know if he could come watching me. And I said, sure. And he did. And right. he did a lot. But you didn't. But I didn't. But that was a big turn on for me. Right. But how come that didn't make you come? Um, 
I wasn't really in 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 the mood or in the in the vein to really need to to uh, to come at that particular time. Lots of times I can just sometimes I can either physically come and it's you know obviously it's obvious, or I can come in my own mind and and that's fulfilling itself. Or I just get the real turn on out of knowing that I excited somebody to the point of where they got where so they excited came. that they came. Yeah. Right, because of you. Now, do you do yeah, these like online cam things ever when you're home, or is it always strictly when you're out of the house traveling for business? Oh, no, I do it when I'm home or, uh, you know, when I'm alone, uh, and, and I have a, a, a time in my, alone or in my own office uh, in the house or um, uh, later in the evening sometimes, and, of course, then on the road in the hotel room. Uh, I will lots of times just set the, the laptop up and turn the camera on and let it watch me, you know, getting ready in the morning, Whether, uh, which I find that a lot of people are very interested in. They'll watch me get into the shower, watch me get out of the shower, they'll watch me dry off, they'll watch me shave. I'm nude the whole time, you know, mm-hmm. and they enjoy that. And the exhibitionist in you likes that, because I was going to say, like, what do you get out of that? Just knowing that oh, people yeah, are watching? Totally. Yep, totally exhibitionist there. Yeah, right. totally. And you go, you said you go to swing clubs, like when uh, not on, not on a frequent basis, but there's a couple that I've gone to in Miami, and there's a couple here in New York that that avail themselves, and and you can either go with somebody and then split off, or you can go as a pair and stay together. Uh, and again, it's a lot of that is exciting if, if you hook up with somebody and and to know that uh, there are other people maybe not really participating, but they're watching you. That's mm-hmm. very exciting. Mm-hmm. And as a man, my friend ran one or he like worked at one and I used to love his stories. And he was, but at that one, if you were a guy, I mean, women could go in solo, right? But if you were a guy, right. you couldn't get in without a woman, right? Is That's that still correct. the way There's, that it goes? In a lot of cases, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so if you're in New York and you don't need to out yourself or whatever city you're in, if you go to, uh, you know, you have women within the city that you live, that you that you see, that you could call up and be like, hey, let's go to a swing club that know you're married and keep it cool. Yeah, or if, or if like you and I were friends and you wanted to experiment and you wanted to see, you know, as long as I show up with you, that's fine. Once we get inside, we could go our separate ways. Right. So that's how you've experienced it. You've been, you've brought women that you were sleeping sure. with or, for, or that were curious to go. How many people sure. know about this part of your life? Like, you know, I think a lot of times guys are more open with, you know, men that they know, like, you know, people that you mean a bit like, does any, is this like very secretive that all the stuff that you do or do any, does anybody know in your life about this? No, no, there's a, it's a, it's very secretive from that standpoint. And there's only, there's only a handful of people that, uh, I mean, I've told you more in the time we've been talking, and because it's anonymous, than I've totally. ever told anyone. Right, of course. That's why I do it anonymous. That's what people do. But it feels good. It feels good telling you this. That's what people say. I have a lot of guy. I have a lot of, um, and that's why I do it anonymous. I mean, to me, I find regular people fascinating, and I think these kind of things that people do uh, happen all the time. Uh, but nobody gets it has is able to talk about it because everyone's like I said is so judgmental. People take sex very seriously. Personally, I think it's like people that are judgmental. They're just jealous. They wish they were doing that. These right. kind of, you know what I mean? They just can't sort of release right. that in themselves. But, um, you know, I, I well, figure I, that if I do it anonymously, that's like, you know, everyone could call up and be honest. And sure. people feel like you do. Like, you know, there's a lot of like bisexual men that have been, sure. you know, leading by lives and they feel really great to sort of dump it and explain it. Some people, I think they like to brag about it. It's something that they do that they love. Um, and getting on air and letting people know is like a great experience for them. Right. Well, and would you be surprised if I told you even having this conversation for me is a turn on? 
Uh, no, I mean, nobody else has said it, but like, you know, I want, uh, I've never had anybody. I mean, I did have one guy actually who I never talked to my guests ahead of time, like beforehand, like they'll say, but mm-hmm. a lot of them always ask me to, and they ask me personal questions and I like to do most of the talk. And like, I like to meet someone first time on air I'm recording it that's the best way to get the best conversation you know how else, sure. how else am I going to ask you questions if I know everything about you you know I like to not know anything um, once in a while I'll get a guy that will uh, really try and get me on a call before and very early on doing my podcast and I know a lot of like big comedians who sort of taught me to do this and very early on I got a guy who wanted me to get on and I could tell he was like horny and he was going to jerk off and I thought oh this will be a great podcast but he was like I need to talk to you first and I said okay I won't tape you and I'm not I'm not a bullshitter I would never back someone to a corner or say I'm not taping someone and tape them so of course I didn't tape him I got on a call and he was totally jerking off the whole time and I was so pissed my friends like Kathy you can't ever do that like you only do stuff on air and I thought that would have been a great call to have gotten on I shouldn't I should have told him like I could only talk to you if I taped it I would love to have would have loved to have that guy and that was the only one that you know I knew was sort of horny when he was talking to me or turned on I a lot Mm -hmm. of times to be honest after I do these calls and I've talked about this I get emails from guys afterwards a lot of times they'll send me a picture and be like hey do you want to meet up for coffee (laughs) you know I get asked Mm -hmm. out a lot I never would go out with anyone I'm anonymous too half of my friends don't even know that I do this I use a fake name um, just because like, look, if you went to my podcast and you looked at the names of my, uh, episodes, you just think it's some dirty sex show. I just like talking about sex. I think it's really interesting. I think, I like I too. said, what people do is interesting. I don't take it that seriously. I think it sex is very healthy. Whatever, you know, if you're not fucking children or, and I don't even care if you fuck goats, like, I don't know, like I don't, but you know, as long as it's not illegal, um, and it's, it's interesting and it's fine. And so I like to talk about it just strictly because nobody else will, but I talk about right. it not in a dirty way. It's like, to me, it's just interesting if I was talking about to anything other topic, you know, but sure. I think if you look at my show, it looks like kind of dirty and people would judge me. So I don't really let anybody know. Most people in my life know that I do it because they wouldn't listen and they just go by the titles. But if you really listen to what I talk about, it's like really interesting. All of them, you know, right. I just, totally agree regular this is what real people do like that's what i say all the time like you're sitting in restaurants you're walking down the street you go to a family function there's somebody in your you know radius that's doing the same stuff like you know and doing and living this life but just people can't talk about it uh but it's real shit and it's really interesting to me you know um but no i have never had someone say while we're talking but that's interesting but that's because i think you get off that's the exhibitionist in you like you get off on sort of talking about your sexuality and what you do that's what turns you on very much so right right it doesn't turn me on to to talk to other people but i think it's interesting that it does for you like that's how you're wired you know so really you know the internet and online and adult friend finders is great for you because your insatiable appetite i mean you could really fill yourself up with a lot of different stuff i mean it's easy Mm -hmm. for you it's not like mm-hmm. it's uh, one thing that turns you on and it's hard to find. You're pretty open right. to a lot of different things. Right. So that's great for you. I mean, I, that whole thing, like when I talk about the whole cleanup service, like do you feel like if you drop dead tomorrow <laughs> and, uh, you know, by accident, you didn't have time to, you know, like tidy stuff up, would your, would, is there a trail that you've left behind that your wife would be able to find? Only if somebody got on my computer and, you know, saw you know, the cookies and the trail of, 
you know, where I visited websites. I clean out the browser every once in a while. And I clean the cache out, uh, but only because for obvious reasons for a lot of things. But uh, no, I don't think that anybody's going to. Uh, there would not be any all of a sudden any great secrets revealed. No. You have no babies out there <laughs> with anyone. Not that I'm aware of. No. Right. You do you use condoms with these women? Yes. And the tranny and the transvestites that you've been with? Yes, absolutely. Right. Mm-hmm. And did I ask you whether I know you said you've used your Well, that's that's for that's for sex, now for for oral, no. Right. But can you get anything for oral? Actually, I had a guy on a sex addict on um the the one I aired last night. This guy that was addicted to oral, he, I mean, addicted to prostitutes, he actually said he got gonorrhea and he always used condoms with the hookers that he was picking up. He was like a street prostitute guy and he got gonorrhea. Well, that's... Yeah, he said that he got it, the doctor said he got it from oral because he never, and I don't well, know. And you was, can. You can? Oh, well, yeah, you can. And and see, that's the danger of, of, of doing street stuff. And... Right. And that sort of thing. And and if I and if I met somebody, as I was saying, at a bar, uh, and and we went back to her room or my room. Uh, then I I would I would wear a condom while I received oral from her. Oh really? If it was, if it's the first time, yeah, probably uh-huh. most of the most of that time, yeah. Uh, the difference is is that if you perform oral on her, unless you use a female condom or some other tent device, yeah. it's really difficult to do and. That kind of kills the moment, if you know what I mean. Yeah, totally. I mean, for both people, right? But how do you, yeah. but can you get oral from going down on a girl, or is it, you can? I mean, you could get kind of gonorrhea, I mean, from going down on a girl? Sure. In your mouth? You get it in your mouth, gonorrhea in your mouth? You can you can get that and several other STDs, yes. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, so you're always, yeah. you always use, like, hardcore protection, even with yes. blowjobs. Yes. Do you meet a lot of women that you hook up with from Adult Friend Finder? Uh, only a few. It's uh, I, I think there's a lot of really fake people on that site. So it's the that, same like, like Craigslist. They like to talk. They like to email. Uh, they like to cam. Some do. Some don't. There's a lot of women out there that really, really just like to watch guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I probably have 10 or 12 that have viewed my profile that are in my so-called hot list and stuff who, you know, I'll email them that I'm going on cam or I'll notice that they'll come on and they really enjoy it. Uh, sometimes they'll IM you. Most of the times they're not IMing you. They're just watching. They're masturbating or watching while they watch you. Yeah. Right. Right. There's a lot of, there's a lot of women out there that like to watch a guy jerk off. Mm-hmm. Listen, I'm sure there's a lot of women out there that like a lot of different things. Unfortunately, I don't get a lot of women on my show. I always sort of, when I do my intros, beg for women to call in. Um, it's mostly men because I advertise on uh, Craigslist. The only women that have called in have been listeners. Um, it's, but it's mostly when is, men. When, when is your show on? When, how do I find your show? Oh, I'll send you a link. It's on iTunes and Stitcher. So, you you know, if you have an uh, a MacBook or if you have uh, an iPhone, sure. you have a podcast app on them and on there and you just put in Strictly Anonymous. That's the name of the podcast. Uh, okay. And you'll see, you know, um, my podcast there. If you don't have that, you could just go on Stitcher.com oh. and it's there as well. Perfect. I, I, I want to hear the shows. Yeah, there's a lot would, of really interesting stuff on there. I mean, I've, I've talked to men to that do, are into all kinds of things. <laughs> I would love to do a show with you and uh, a female caller. 
Uh, yeah, I wish. That would you be know, interesting. If, yeah, if you ever come in contact with any women or know any women that you think would be great on the call or would it be interested in calling in, I love to have women. My mail, I have a lot of uh, listeners. Um, you know, a couple of them email me all the time and give me their two cents, and they always are like, "Oh, get you know more women." And for me, because I don't like anyone to know what I'm doing, I don't solicit people on like any of my Facebook or any of that shit. You know, on my social media stuff, because you know. So I, the reason why I went on Craigslist, I always wanted a podcast and I wanted to help people with their problems, and I just like to talk to people and I like to sort of peel the layers back on all different kinds of things. So I knew that that's what I wanted to do with my show, and the only reason why I went on Craigslist is because I didn't know where else to sort of advertise to look for callers and I went into the personal sure. section and it was like hitting gold you know the shit that I got from there like in the people that wrote in and the problems and it was just like everything and anything and but mostly sure. men you know and because that was so great and that was like the niche and these guys actually what I found what I think is really cool is like men don't have people to talk about like some of the guys that call up with these problems and most of the time they're sexual but they don't have anyone to really talk to about it so they have a need and they call in and I can't tell you how many times I've heard people say like oh thank you like you really helped me I mean this is a different situation because you're just you know what I hear from people like you that are spilling their secret lives is that it's really a nice release to get it out there and just talk about it but the people that call in that have problems the guys they really find help and I find that like it's really good that my niche is men because they need it more and they need an outlet and I get a lot of guys but I would love to have women on because I have a lot of male listeners and they yeah. want to hear those stories. I had a really great girl on recently who was a listener who had, was very open sexually and did a lot of different things. And it was great to talk to her because I don't get a lot of those women on. It's mostly men. But it's still interesting. Mm. I mean, it never amazes me that there's always something new or to talk about or yeah. a guy that's into something different, you know, that happens on a call. All right. All right. You know? So anything else you want to know about me on this particular episode? No. I mean, you know, if you want to, like, you know, if you start to, I mean, I have repeat callers. Once you listen to my podcast, you'll see I have people I do, you know, end of the year sort of wrap ups of where are they now. And I also do people call in every couple of weeks with like updates. If you ever cross that line and you're full on with a guy and you want to call up and talk about it, you know, I'll have you back on the show. If you could find a girl uh, a woman that you meet on the road or how, you know, and uh, that you'd want to do like a three way conversation. I could always do that. And that would be very interesting. Um, mm -hmm. and if I get a woman on then wants another man on, you know, maybe we'll have you on to, I don't know if give her advice, whatever it is, but you know, that'd be great. Okay. That would be great. All right. Thanks so much for calling in Walker. All right. Thank I'll you, let you know when I air it. your podcast. It'll be airing soon this week. Probably that would, that would be great. Okay, great. I'll keep you posted. All right. Thanks, Bye. Kathy. Bye. Bye-bye. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is strictly anonymous. Strictly anonymous.